there's nothing like a trip to the mall. The sights, the sounds, the smells. It's where you can meet up with your friends, grab a bite to eat, pick up a record, get dragged by your mom to shop for clothes, and where $5 and quarters lasted you for hours. Good weather, bad weather, the mall was there for you. Many stores and malls themselves have fallen over the years, but our memories remain strong. Meet us by the food court. This is Wayback Attack. Welcome to Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham. Sitting across from me in cyberspace is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready to go to the mall? I'm always ready for a trip to the mall. Uh, where are we going? Are we hitting up Orange Julius or are we going to KB Toys? Where are we going? Oh, I don't know. I think nowadays uh, the first place I always want to go to is the food court. So. Uh, it's up to you wherever you want to go uh, in terms of, of what place you want to grab a snack. Usually nowadays it's Starbucks for me because uh, I need the pick-me-up before heading out to uh, to go shopping. I'll say it depends on the mall of which food court. Uh, it depends on the food court mall whether I want to go there or not because I've been to some malls that have some really sketchy food courts, especially as of late. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think maybe some malls are on the uptick again. I, I know I'm feeling like I want to go to a mall, so yeah. I bet the rest of America does too. And at least in Georgia, they all, all or at least all the Simon malls are opening up on Friday. Uh, are you so, gonna, are you going to be there with masks on, ready to go? No, no. I <laughs> boy, I think it's a, I think it's a crazy thing that they're doing. But uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see in two to three weeks how how all this uh, all this works out for everybody. So right, right. Well, I, you know, I'll tell you, we talked a little bit about, you know, nostalgia trips and things like this. And, but going to the mall, uh, it just, it's something that everybody from our generation and most people even still today can identify Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And that urge to get out and go do something and go shopping. The mall was one of those places where even if you didn't have anything to do, it was kind of just a something to do. Like, I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, let's go to the mall. Okay. So in this day and age, I kind of feel like that's a topic on everybody's mind. Yeah. You're one of those loser mall rats. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. I had some productive years in malls. I wasn't necessarily a loser, but um, anyway, but before we get into all that good mall talk, Mm -hmm. uh, what have you been up to this week? Anything fun or exciting? Uh, So this week um, I got some awesome new shades uh, because uh, you know, I want to do something special with uh, the intro video, uh, and so uh, I have started amassing a an outfit for it, and so um, I was pretty stoked with those. Um, and then I also am finally getting to fixing my uh, outdoor spigot, and uh, today I went to go fix it and then realized um, I really don't know how to mess with these pipes because I have pipes that I've never used before in a house. Uh And so um, I'm going to have a friend come over tomorrow and help me sort that out, hopefully. And so we'll we'll see how that goes. I don't envy you there. A couple weeks ago, we had a tree that we had cut down in our yard and I came home um, from work. This is back when we were working. And um, 
I came home from work and one, I didn't know that the tree guy was coming like that day. Mm-hmm. And two, when I got there, I was like, oh, looks good. And he's like, oh, buddy, we got a problem, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, what's happening? He's like, well, see, I cut the tree down and uh, when it fell, it busted your water main. Oh, I was like, man. what? Are you serious? <laughs> he's like, yeah, man. But don't worry, I turned it off at the, at the street. So they turned it off, but I, I was like, well, what can you guys do for me? He's like, well, if you read your contract, we're, we're not liable for underground utilities. <laughs> so I had a late night trip to Lowe's in my future for that. And I'm not a plumber, but I watched, thank God for YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I watched some videos and uh, learned how to fix a water main and, we're good to go, man. We're rocking and rolling. But nice. that was stressful. So I feel for you, man. That sucks. Yeah, I'll just be happy. You know, I, I was actually worried about my mo- my most recent water bill b- because I had that spigot and then that other pipe that we finally got fixed. Uh, but it was only like 55 bucks. And so I was like, well, that's that's good. Because it was literally every day. I got to the point where I was emptying like half a big trash can of water every day from the pipe in the basement. And so um, I was surprised yeah. it was only 55 bucks. We'll wait and see what next month's bill is. Cause maybe <laughs> it, like there was a weird cutoff period there or whatever. Uh-huh. But, oh, geez. Woo. Wow. Well, I have been um, digitizing my VHS tapes from my childhood. Mm-hmm. I've got some really good ones. Um, I don't know if you can see. I've got... Uh, Flight of the Navigator. Nice. Uh, I've got uh, some other ones. But anyway, while I was doing that, and if you are a listener or a viewer, make sure you check out our, our YouTube channel because I'm getting up some old commercials and little nuggets that aren't available anywhere else. Um, it's just a, a total trip down memory lane, not only because I remember recording some of these things and, and watching the same videotapes as a kid over and over again. Like, I have a Back to the Future tape and it is just mm. blown out i've watched it so much as a kid but uh it got me thinking about growing up in chicago because there were these ads station it, it even had like station identification ads it had like where they read where they sang the national anthem or played the national oh, anthem yeah. at the uh <laughs> i mean and it was very very regionally focused like a lot of commercials and stuff so i got to thinking about you know, very specific Chicagoland memories from when I was a kid, which I lived in. Uh, I lived in Chicago area from the time I was five until the time I was uh, ten. So, f- only five years, which is not long in the scheme of things, but five very formative years. So, I, I teased on Twitter the other day that I got something that's very specific nostalgia to me, and I cannot believe it was available on eBay. I've been pretty good about. Um, about eBay purchases. I've been very tempted, but I actually only bought bought one thing. So um, I'm going to show it to you and see if you can guess what it is. So okay. here I'm opening this up. Or not guess what it is. You'll be able to see it, but if you have any clue why this is nostalgic to me. Okay. So what is this? Do you see Watch this? Where? Okay, so these are... Oh, these are iron-on uh, things for for t-shirts. Yes. yes. So I couldn't believe this. This is a uh, an insert that came in the Chicago Tribune in on September twenty second, nineteen eighty five. Wow. And it's advertising Channel thirty two WFLD TV's um, 
Saturday morning cartoon lineup. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned, it was an iron on. And I remember as a kid cutting this very uh, Thundercats picture out and my mom ironing that on her shirt for me. And so I, I just got nostalgic and started looking that up. And I could not believe that there was one uh, an example on YouTube. I mean, I'm sorry, on eBay that was unused and that I could buy for 25 bucks. So I what, bought it. So what? So you have uh, uh, Thundercats, and then what else was on there? He-Man, or I guess Masters of the Universe. Yeah, and Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. Okay, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and oh, the GoBots. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so it says, uh, watch and wear. Turn your favorite TV show into your favorite T-shirt with these iron-on transfers, then watch and wear your favorite superstars on WFLD-TV32. That's awesome. So, I can't believe someone saved that. I know. And so they only, I'm gonna, they sold it for $25, uh, like, what, 35 years later? <laughs> I know. Well, I, I haggled them down. They wanted 40 and I Jeez. or something, and I haggled them to 25 plus shipping. So, Was the shipping $15? No, it was it was pretty cheap. It was like 4 bucks. So, um, yeah, check that one off of the nostalgia wagon because I got it now. I'm just going to frame it and hang it on my wall. Okay, I was going to ask what you're going to do with it. You I'm going to wear it, bro. You should see if your mom still has the shirt. So if your mom was my mom, she would still have the shirt that she ironed that on for you, and then you could frame the shirt and that like in like a picture box. That would be pretty cool. I, w- I would do that, but I-, I guarantee you my mom doesn't have that. My mom oh, saves man. a lot of stuff. We got Halloween costumes from when I was like two years old, but she didn't save that Thundercats shirt, alas. <laughs> uh, so... Um, Let's talk a little bit about malls. And, you know, while we can still go to malls, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing lately has been virtual. So mm-hmm. taking a little trip down memory lane, looking at old pictures, um, looking up videos on YouTube. One of the things that I found myself falling into, um, or back into, I should say, right. is dead mall videos. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen these? Yeah, so I have seen them before, but I have not seen them in a long time. And then looking up stuff for today's episode, uh, they're – I just kept – there's two things that come up whenever you search malls on YouTube. Shootings and dead malls. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. Um, So I just wanted – for listeners and viewers, I wanted to point out one specific channel that does really, really good detailed dead mall videos, and that's uh, user Dan Bell. Um, he's been profiled in like the New York Times about doing his videos. So he's like the top tier guy um, who explores these dead malls. A lot of them that he has explored have actually now been um, demolished. So mm-hmm. he did a really good job of documenting them before they went away. And it's just creepy and eerie. And then he also plays vaporwave music, which is like, how would you describe vaporwave? Um, uh, airy synthwave. Okay. But that's. I feel that, but I also feel like it's something you'd listen to, like, in a creepy old elevator, like yeah. you're traveling. It, it's not yeah. quite as hard as, like, um, as dark wave, but, right. uh, you know, <laughs> music genre or subgenres, uh, they, they, they can be kind of crazy. It's real ethereal, yeah, uh-huh. um, very moody, but it, it, it nails that, um, it nails that. I hate to use the nostalgia all the time, but it nails that nostalgia vibe. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh, yes. Desolation. The sound of yeah. desolation. There you go. 
So it uh, check that out. But you know, we don't want to just remember malls like as dead, hulking beasts of of memory. We want to remember them as they were for us, vibrant, mm-hmm. full of life, excitement, all the good new stuff. Um, and so on social media, Twitter and Facebook, I reached out to our listeners and we put up some questions about what are your favorite mall memories. And so I wanted to read a couple uh, that I thought were pretty good. So uh, TGIF podcast on Twitter said they brought a pet frog at the mall. There was this company called Aqua Babies that sold African dwarf frogs, which is so bizarre to think of now. And her first one was anorexic. Um, Actually, I'm gendering here. I don't know. Uh, My first one was anorexic and died within a week. But its replacement named Kiplo lived for three years. Katie. Oh, yeah. That's why. I remember her. Yeah. So Katie had a very specific memory. Do you have a, a pet memory? Oh, based on the mall, I, the only yeah. the only pets I ever got that were not at like um just I think most of the pet stores that we went to uh were like in shopping centers and stuff. The only really pets that I ever got other than that were like at fairs and stuff, and it was always fish. Yeah. Or like well, I would that's... find something. One time I caught uh-huh. a turtle uh, when I was fishing in like a pond in my neighborhood, and uh, I named it Hooker because I caught it on on this awesome hook that and it bent it. And then uh, I don't remember. I, I think I had to let it go. But that's what I responded to her with on Twitter was like, it reminds me of, of goldfish you went at the fair because most of them die instantly. Right. But every now and then you'll get one that's like a lifer and will stay with you for years. So uh-huh. that's like her and her pet frog. I also remember our, we had a pet store in one of my malls that sold like pot bellied pigs when that was a big thing. Do you remember that? Do you remember pot bellied pigs being a big thing? I do remember them being a big thing, but like, I feel like that was like maybe mid nineties. Right. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, pot belly pigs are cute and, um, you know, they're smart. They're smart like dogs and they're clean. Uh, so, but Uh, George Clooney got one and he kept that thing like 20 years. They live a long time. See, I wouldn't want a pet that lives that long. That's like, parrots. (laughs) I can't, I could, other than parrots being loud and bitey, um, I could never have a parrot because they live too long. Uh, uh, so Nostalgia Junk Nostalgia Junk podcast they wrote in and said they remembered latent 80s aesthetics Terminator tech noir looking stores with prop shops arcades that aren't ironically busy because malls were places to hang out ashtrays smoking in public um, oh yeah I remember all those smokers <laughs> yeah because um, food court uh, tables used to always have um you know, little tin ashtrays on them. Cause like, I remember like when I think of back of like eighties Burger King and stuff like that, I always think about those tins and I have, uh, before you could not smoke in airplanes anymore. Uh, I knew that that law that they were outlawing it. And, um, I, I ripped on some, one of my airplane trips somewhere. I ripped the ashtray out of the seat and I have it somewhere. So I have an airplane, an airplane seat ashtray. Um, I came across a Northwest Airlines video while I was watching those old VHS tapes where they were purposely advertising that they, on some specific date, they are becoming the very first airlines to go no smoking, <sighs> which is pretty cool. Um, so on uh, Facebook, we had a few comments. My buddy George, uh, George Roush, he mentioned, 
Uh, always going to the arcades like Aladdin's Castle and seeing what new machines were there. Also going into record stores and checking out what was new. Malls during the 80s were the best. Did, were you a big music store guy? Uh, I, not in the 80s. When I was um, when I, in the 80s, it would have just been arcade stuff for me. Uh, and it's, it's funny cause, um, my girlfriend and I were talking about it, how, you know, you'd be like, I would get 10 bucks and then just have to meet back at the food court at a certain time. And <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I spent, I spent that whole time in the arcade and I remember one of my like crowning achievements was, um, I, I did not use all of my money, but I beat gold necks in the arcade, uh, there just because go. I'd played through it so many times on the Genesis. And so, um, I was shocked to actually see the ending of that game, but yeah, that was that was the the main place that I spent. As I became a teenager, uh, I did spend a little bit more time. We had a um, a blockbuster music, and uh, it may have been I think I it was something before that, and then became blockbuster music, and then became something else afterwards. Yeah, I didn't remember blockbuster music even existing. That's crazy. Yeah, I they, they did like buy and sell records and stuff like that, but that's when I was really big into like CD singles and stuff. Yeah. I want to say that I rarely I rarely bought stuff at the we had two we had um, Camelot Music Shop mm -hmm. and we had Musicland. I want to say that their prices were like more expensive than you know Walmart or Target or whatever. Yeah. So I, I didn't buy any much there, but and I was always it was always too expensive for me to buy a, a whole album. So I was big on the singles mm -hmm. <laughs> and the CD singles. Just get the song I want um, rather than the whole album. But. Do you do you remember Turtles, the uh, music store? No, that may have been a like a. I don't know if it was like a thing in Florida or a thing in in the South. But I mean, I, I know Florida's in the South, but you know, that's not really. But uh, but Turtles Florida's its own planet, yeah, man. Turtles Turtles was a cool uh, was a cool record store. Uh, and like when I think of Turtles, I always think of like those wooden record holders or record album holders that you just uh -huh. put all your records in uh, for some reason, but. Got a few more uh, mailbag memories that I wanted to go through. Uh, listener Chris Healy wrote in and said some of his memories were, uh, and he numbered this. Number one, our mall would have a trick or tr would have trick or treating at the front of the stores for Halloween. Be pretty much a constant line of people going from storefront to storefront in a big loop. That's economical. Like that's smart. I, I wish that I had that opportunity, but I mean, because it's like high density, get as yeah. much candy as possible. And it's not cold. It's not cold. Right. It's you know you have climate control. You don't have to worry about rain or anything like that. Um, and you know it's safe because like, you know that was that was back when people were worried about taking your candy to the hospital for free X-rays to make sure there weren't razor blades in it. So right. Uh, number two, it was interesting how restaurants were randomly dispersed throughout the malls before the food court was invented. We had a full-service dinner and buffet restaurant at one time. Both were internal restaurants that you could only enter from the inside the mall. Hmm. <sighs> the only ones that I remember like that, I think there were as a theme restaurant, like Rainforest Cafe Yeah, was internal only uh -huh. in one of the malls that I had, had visited. But uh, maybe he's a little older than I am because I really only remember food courts. I think um, I, I know that we had a lot of times we would go to uh like bennegan's was in one of the malls i think in tampa and um we always went into it from inside i don't remember it having an outside entrance um mm. but uh I, it was like right as you walked in a certain entrance to the mall so all right the, he also mentioned he would ride our, his bike to the mall but they didn't have bike racks probably to discourage kids from hanging out with their parents we'd have to hide our bikes in the bushes in front of the department stores before going in now my mall was 
way too far away for me to ride my bike. Uh, so he was lucky living that close to be able to do so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last thing he wrote, you know what topic it's going to be about. If you're going to mall, we've already mentioned it before. What do, what do you think he's going to be writing about? The arcade. You know it. So he wrote, our Aladdin's castle would reopen half an hour after closing time on Saturday nights and set all the games to unlimited credits. I think you paid $5 to play for an hour. They would lift up the gate just about 30 inches and you'd have to crouch down to go in and pay the attendant. It was great for games like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and The Simpsons. I always wondered if it was just a side business the assistant manager was running while they were yep. cleaning up. That's and 100% I what that is. Yep. That is exactly what that is. <laughs> that guy was making bank off of you kids and off the books for sure. Yeah, there was. I've only ever done that once, and it was because I had friends that were like managers at a laser tag place. And so after it was closed one night, we all went up there and, and just played, like had buckets full of tokens and played uh, all the games all night long and, and played laser tag and watched Spawn. <laughs> um, uh, we had listener on uh, Twitter, Beef at Beefarver. Um, I shared his post because he had written a blog post about a specific memory. Um, about Sears, and he kind of reflected on that when it was closing. So I shared that, so be sure to check out uh, our retweet on that. Thanks, Brian. And then uh, another another fantastic uh, arcade comment from Bradley, uh, Bradley McCaw on Twitter. He, he, I saved this for last because he actually has some similar experiences to me because we grew up going to the same mall. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So he wrote, uh, his memory of the mall was Metro Center Mall in the late 80s to early 90s had a Diamond Gems whose seductive electronic beeps and bloops siphoned away every spare dollar from kids like me walking by. It was located beside the food court, which was certainly no accident. And um, then he shared, he came across like a, a launch day map that his grandmother saved of the mall. So it's like super 70s and fantastic. So I'll talk about Metro Center Mall later, but man, yeah, he connected with me on like a soul level with that comment. That's um, awesome. Diamond Gems was ethereal, is great. Yeah, like the I had a Diamond Gems in one of the malls that I hung out in, so I will talk huh. about Diamond Gems as well. Uh, Fantastic. So, <laughs> well, uh, was that the last Facebook message? Yeah. So uh, if you're watching or listening, you know, be sure to check out our social media for us to ask some questions or just shoot us a, a comment. To let us know how we're doing or um, we'll try to give you topical ideas before we do a show so maybe we can get your feedback but thanks for for uh, sending those messages in we look forward to that and um, you can always find us at game sorry <laughs> at wayback attack wayback underscore attack on twitter and uh, wayback attack show at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email but that's all of that do you want to go into our specific memories or some history yeah we'll uh we'll talk about some history right after this moment you arrive something special happens at SeaTac Mall every one of our 106 stores and restaurants offers so much variety and with such style a friendly relaxed atmosphere to shop in and events on the mall every week start your back-to-school shopping at SeaTac Mall where something special happens the moment you arrive now there's a good reason the people come back Coming out of the cold to a crisp. All right. Well, I figured since we're talking about the mall, 
uh, maybe we could give a little history because I personally think that the history of the mall and why uh, it even exists is really interesting. And then also why there are so many malls in this country. Um, so basically, do you have you ever looked into this before before this we started doing this? No, the only mall history I know is that kid from the Sandlot supposedly invented strip malls. Okay. Do you remember? <laughs> no, you don't remember that. Uh, in the uh, at the end of the Sandlot, when they're talking about each kid, what happened to them, where they went, uh -huh. it's like Timmy and Tommy. They developed strip malls. <laughs> anyway, go All ahead. Right. Well, so there was um, there is this uh, this guy named Victor Gruen who was an Austrian-born architect that immigrated to the U.S. in 1938 when Germany annexed uh, Austria. And then in 1951, he founded the architectural firm Victor Gruen Associates. Uh, and then after um, the war, he designed the first suburban open-air shopping facility uh, called Northland Mall. And um, it's, uh, or I guess it was near Detroit uh, because it did close in 2015 um, the, uh, let's see, this is some video here. Uh, if you're looking at, um, if you're looking at it on YouTube, but, uh, basically, um, you know, he was an architect in Austria, but he, he, uh, when he came over here, he had nothing to his name when he immigrated here. Uh, and he changed his last name and, um, basically started over from scratch. And when they built this mall, um, like he was kind of trying to create something where, uh, where you have, um, a getting everybody away from like the, the city center because, you know, like automobiles and stuff, everyone was starting to expand into suburbs and he was really trying to build a place that he could build community, uh, and try to get, um, you know, a lot of shops together to where, uh, where people would spend time with each other and uh, be able to, you know, shop and, and that kind of thing. But really yeah, I think I think ahead. America's mall culture is really thanks to its car culture. I yep. think that's something you, you, you touched on just briefly, but I think it really plays a factor because so many city centers had like a town square or a main street and that's where the stores were. But um you know, so expansion of those places was limited. So if you wanted to go bigger or have more variety, it needed to be built somewhere else. And to get there, you had to drive. But Americans love their cars and we love driving. So that's what they did. And it's kind of weird how it's we've gotten away from that city, from that centralized mall. You know, there's a lot more strip malls, mm -hmm. which I just don't get. Like, I would much rather just have everything contained um, indoors. Don't have to worry about the weather. It's one stop, but I don't know. I guess to each their own. Maybe I'm just a, maybe just an old soul. Yeah, you know the. Um, I think I think part of getting away from the mall stuff uh, has to do with the types of retail businesses that are opening up now and how they are. Um, you know, rent in a mall is very expensive, and so you run into situations where companies are trying to move away from that rent. And you're getting into a, an air like, you know, strip malls are a lot of times more, um, they're easier for people to get in and out of. Right. So you don't have to go to the mall and park and they'll like walk through the mall to get to the place you want to go. And yeah. so for some retailers that makes tons of sense. 
Um, but all right. So anyway, so that, that place was opened. Uh, that was Northland Mall near Detroit and it opened in 1954, right? Closed in 2015. Uh, so it had a pretty good run. Yeah, that's a really good run. Um, and that was an outdoor mall. And so um, Victor Gruen, uh, for his next big project, he had a um, this, uh, this mall set up. And, and it was two years later. Uh, he had he spent thirty million dollars um, opening up the South. Um, uh, let's see, it was Southdale, right? I think it was called South. Yeah, Southdale Mall in Adena, okay. Minnesota. Yeah, and um, and so the uh, this mall was huge, and it was the, the first indoor mall. Um, and so uh, basically, this was shopping is back and better than ever uh and it this was the first time that they started looking at getting um uh anchor stores and so uh it had a hudson's department store i've never heard of hudson's before but that was one of the anchor stores and then um it had an additional 110 stores and had this giant parking lot all the way around it it had a bank in it a post office auditoriums artwork fountains um, special landscaping design features that were being incorporated by other developers across the country after this happened. And that's, that's according to the Detroit historical society. So, um, this, uh, this mall was, um, really something that he was, uh, he, this was like the next evolution for what he wanted, right? He wanted there to be, um, people being a part of this and like basically malls being the town center of, of where you lived. And, uh, he wanted it to be, um, he wanted it to be like where people were living there, uh, where you were able to have like apartments and that kind of thing. Uh, and so like, he was basically just evolving all of, all of the, um, all of the, his design into trying to get everything to where uh, it was a one-stop shop for your life, basically. You know what they call that in modern times nowadays? What is that? Live, work, play. Yeah, there you go. Like, and, you know, it it would be interesting to see uh, if some place could get something like this. You know, it makes me think of, like, um, uh, like Judge Dredd, you know, like, uh, the city blocks and stuff, how they're like self-contained cities, like Mega City One and, and that kind of thing, uh, where everything is all in, in, like encapsulated into a building. Uh, mm -hmm. But the, uh, you know, there are some malls in the U.S. that have almost incorporated that, you know, like we talked about um, Fantasyland and the uh, themed hotel uh, episode right. where they have it's a big hotel that's in a mall and then today I'm going to talk about a mall also that has a giant hotel in it and so you're you're getting that kind of in there but there's also um, and, and not just now where malls are utilizing dead space by inviting other types of businesses and churches and things like that but um, even in its heyday I want to say that Mall of America which we'll talk a little bit about later uh, they had a school in Mall of America, like a like a high school mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that element there, but it wasn't fully realized. And it's funny because now a lot of malls that have been closed, they're being refurbished to be like a senior living center, like turning them into living spaces. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, so that's that's kind of cool because like you know this this mall uh, the 
they never actually added in because he wanted like a school in it and um you know just different different buildings like a a uh a school and and medical facilities and a park and, and stuff like that you know and they never actually built that stuff into this mall uh but it, it's cool that you can actually see like and use the land and the the building infrastructure that um that was built for something else and then refurbish it into the mm -hmm. Uh, something that it works for people today also so so how did it progress from that to what i knew in the 80s because it felt like the, i mean i guess it's just from my own life experience but it felt like the 80s was like pinnacle of mall culture yeah so um basically uh you have um the explosion of mall right so like those malls were built in the 50s and then in the 80s um, malls, there were a couple, couple laws that were changed, uh, that really allowed the construction of malls and, and that type of thing to really be a haven, uh, for you to hide your money. <laughs> and so, uh, what developers did is, um, uh, so, well, I guess I'll go back a little bit. So, um, there were these things called accelerated depreciation laws, uh, that started in 1954 and these incentivized, um, development, uh, to move, um, development to urban fringe, right? And so um, basically the way it worked before that was uh, businesses were allowed to take deductions for taxes uh, for wear oh. and tear on their buildings. And then like, uh, like the machines and stuff like that, that was on income uh, producing property. And then, um, but it was like a straight line depreciation and uh, buildings were assumed to have a 40 year lifespan. So each year the owners could deduct the profits from one fortieth of the original cost of the building, right? And so what happened in 54 was uh, they changed it because they wanted to stimulate capital investment and growth and to move everything out because there was like a mild recession. And so um, they did a thing called accelerated depreciation, which uh, enabled owners to take huge deductions in the early years of a project's life. And so basically it transformed real estate development into a lucrative tax shelter uh, that investors were able to make a profit from the rental of a new building. That, uh, and they usually were able to avoid all taxes on that income uh, because of the loss or the depreciation canceled all that out. Um, and then they were, also, they were also able to uh, deduct the depreciation um, because the depreciation, the accelerated depreciation always exceeded the profits from the building itself. And so um, the investor could then use the ex extra loss to cut other income taxes. Uh, and so real estate values were going up during that time uh, because everything was growing and in the 50s and 60s. And so basically you could build a structure of claiming losses for several years and get all this uh, in tax-free income and then sell the property at the end of all of that. And then you would make even more money because the tax, the property values were increasing. And I'm so, sure that was really interesting, but I felt like I was in my college accounting two class <laughs> and my eyes just glazed over and I heard a lot about depreciation. Yeah. And was there, did you mention the amortization in there? I mean, I don't no. even know, but. Well, that... basic, basically the, the, what TRDL is, uh, you could build them all and deduct any, uh, you get basically for tax free and then sell okay. that property at a later date uh, and huh. make money off of it. And the whole time you had that mall, any income tax that you had, you could write off as, as part of the small's loss. So, wow. 
Yeah, and so that's why so many malls grew up around America. Like, uh, it's like way more than any other country, just because people were using malls basically uh, as tax havens tax for, for yeah. yeah. So it was it was cool. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of that, uh, you know, a lot of us have really fond memories of, of those places. Uh, and, Thank you, tax shelters. Yeah, you, you really helped us out there. So, uh, but I, I just always I thought I think that that stuff's really interesting to to understand, like why, um, you know, why. Well, I guess that's kind of the point of this podcast: how we got to where we are, right? So exactly. So no, thanks now, for sharing that. That's- yeah. Now all that's done, and all the malls are 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 now actually depreciating. So right. But yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, um, Preston. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, you hear this or not. Let's go to the mall, everybody. But that means it's time for a game. That's my girl, Robin Sparkles. <laughs> yeah, she, you know what? She knew what was up. Um, and so I have a game here for you. And then okay. we will take a look at this. Uh, basically, I have here the... Um, I have pictures of five different malls here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what they are, you have... Uh, let's see. You have. Can you read those for me? Can you re- or actually can you read? Those? Uh, yeah, it, okay. Got American Dream, South Coast Plaza, Mall of America, Destiny USA, and King of Prussia Mall. Okay, so these malls. This is a list of shopping malls in the U.S. Um, that have at least two million total square feet of retail space. Uh, which is the gross leasable area. And this is based on partially on information provided by the International Council of Shopping Centers and by the Department of American Studies at Eastern Connecticut State University. So, <laughs> uh, so anyways, we have these five malls here. And uh-huh. what I want you to do is list them in order of which ones are the, f- put them in order of biggest to smallest. Okay. These are the top five biggest malls. So while you're thinking about it, I'll read them off again. You got the American Dream, South Coast Plaza, Mall of America, Destiny USA, and King of Prussia Mall. Okay. So I have only ever heard, really, of one of them, and that, of course, is Mall of America. Okay. And I want to say maybe I've heard of King of Prussia. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to go... do you want me to go from smallest to biggest? No, go biggest to smallest. Okay, so biggest, I'm going to say Mall of America. It's probably wrong by now, but I know at one point it was the biggest for sure. So I'm going to okay. go Mall of America number one. Uh-huh. Uh, then I'm going to go King of Prussia number two because there was that slight chance that I heard it. And then I'm going to say uh, South Coast Plaza. And then okay. I'm going to go uh, with these other two that seem like they had high hopes, but maybe weren't <laughs> quite the achievers. So we're going to go with American Dream, number four, and then Destiny USA, number five. That seems kind of lofty, um, very pie-in-the-sky hopes. Okay. Um, so I think that you're running the same type of uh, odd, or I guess answer odds that I run. So you <laughs> got 50, two 50? out of the five. Now you got oh, yeah, almost. You got right. two out of the five. So oh no, I'm Ooh. sorry. You got you actually got three out of the five. Good job. Yes. So you got um, so the order that they are actually in, uh, the biggest mall 
in America as the as the Mall of America. Uh, yeah, it's still. And, I'm surprised it still holds that title, but I guess, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that 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 mall has everything. And then after that was King of Prussia, so you were right with that. Um, after that, you have the South Coast Mall. Oh, so and, I got the top three, dude. No, you you. Oh no, I'm reading your answers. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> after that was the American Dream. Okay. Okay. So American Dream, then South Coast Plaza. Okay. And then Destiny USA. So you got Mall of America, King of Prussia, and Destiny USA. I've only. No, I, I, think, I got. Yeah, I mean that's not too bad, dude. Yeah, I say that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I I I have only heard of Mall of America and King of Prussia. Also, I've never heard of these other malls. Um, yeah. Two of them are in California, and so maybe that's why. Uh, but, mm-hmm. So, good job on knowing your malls, there, Preston. <laughs> have you ever been to Mall of America? No. Where Where is it? I don't remember. It's in uh, Minnesota. It's in the Twin Twin Cities. Okay. Like outside of Minneapolis, I think. Yeah, I I have never. It seems like a cool place. They got roller coasters and uh, what Nickelodeon Land is there or something like that. So this isn't this isn't part of mine that I'm going to be talking about. But my aunt lives in Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. I'd go visit her in the summers. And a couple of times, she we made the trek up to Minnesota and went to Mall of America, and it's three levels wow. of mall, mm-hmm. and it takes forever, especially if you're a kid, to walk across all three levels. So it felt probably even bigger than it was just right. because I was a kid. It's got a full-fledged amusement park. I mean, it's not like Six Flags size or like Disneyland size, but like it's enough to where like there's there's a water ride. I mean, you can go to like, like a log flume and stuff. There's mm-hmm. roller coasters. I don't think it was Nickelodeon when I went. Um, it may have been Lego or just some generic thing. I don't know. Um, uh, but two specific memories I have of that mall are it was the first place Oh no, three memories. They had a some sort of nerd store that sold, you know, maybe comic books and collectibles and things like that. And I I bought a uh mint in the box Jabba the Hut from wow. them back That's in awesome. the day. Like in the early nineties. So this was before collecting like really took off. So I think I got it for a pretty good deal. If I was a kid and could afford it for my birthday or whatever, who knows? You still have and then, that too. Oh, no, I sold it on eBay years ago, of course. Um, But then they had a store that had sold magic tricks and juggling Uh supplies. And so I got a pair of devil sticks from there. Do you know what those are? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So you're tossing a – you have two sticks like a drummer, and then you have a a big giant stick with a cap on each end, and you're trying to toss it back and forth and juggle it. And I don't know why – it mesmerized me seeing that as a kid. Somebody was demoing it. I was like, this is amazing. And uh, I had that for a while. So that was fun. But then also, it was the first place I ever went and played laser tag. Oh, wow. They had an indoor laser tag place. And it was, I don't know how big like the, I don't know how big like the play area was. It probably wasn't gigantic, but it was big enough, obviously. But the cool thing about them was it was like they decorated it so good it felt like you were on the set of aliens like it had like spaceship stuff (laughs) and like fog and all kinds of effects and it was like the experience was the coolest thing ever so Mm -hmm. that instantly hooked me to laser tag for for like for life yeah 
there there was a laser tag place uh, in Key West where it was it was themed after Stargate, which was really weird. It was a bunch of like temp, uh, pyramids and, and, and like. Well, you know, you're playing with lasers. It's the future, man. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so it was really cool. All right. Well, uh, good job on the game, and then I guess we'll talk about our uh, our childhood malls uh, okay. right after this. Coming out of the cold to a Christmas wonderland. Come into climate-controlled North Bay Mall. It's your one-stop shopping mall for all your Christmas needs. A wonderful selection of shops and services. That's the North Bay Mall. And it's decked out in all its Christmas finery. Christmas shopping comes easy at the North Bay Mall with convenient store hours and plenty of free parking. Make the North Bay Mall your Christmas headquarters. It's the friendly place to shop at Highway 11B 300 Lakeshore Drive. Holiday gift shop. Okay, so I'm going to go first with my mall memory. Um, and I've got a couple here, but one I don't really have that many memories from because I was so young. Um, but I do remember like flashes of Hawthorne Mall in Vernon Hills, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I, I lived uh, in Lake Forest. We traveled to Hawthorne Mall. It was really nice. It's it's um, surprisingly still in operation. It's a really nice mall. It's still going nice. strong. They had good turnover and uh, kept going. But anyway, for me, like everybody that writ- wrote in on the mailbag, I remembered specifically going into Aladdin's castle. Mm-hmm. Aladdin's was run by Bally, and Bally was based out of Chicago. So like when they debuted new games, a lot of these Bally Aladdin's castles would be test markets. Mm-hmm. So you'd get to play games before they came out. I don't specifically remember doing that, but right. it was a strong possibility that I got to do that. And that the one in Hawthorne Mall was right next to a KB toy store, and then it was across from the food court. So, like, I lived in this one wing of the mall. Um, it was great. And then another memory, it's honestly, it's just a flash in the pan, so I really can't elaborate on it too much, but my sister and I were in a pet store. Mm-hmm. Okay? And they have all kinds of cute dogs. We're enamored with the dogs. That's what kind of one of our main stops whenever we went as a family. Like, let's go look at the dogs. Let's go look at the cats. Especially because I was allergic to them and couldn't have them as a kid. But anyway, so we're looking around there. And then uh, you know how sometimes you can take them out and people can pet them and stuff? Right. Well, we were trying to get our mom to let us do that. But someone tapped us on our shoulder and said do you want to hold this puppy and that person was gary freaking coleman <laughs> did you say what you talk about willis i mean i'm I, no i didn't but i was <laughs> my jaw was just a gape and I, I have no idea it's inexplicable why he was there but was no lie <laughs> gary coleman was handing me a puppy so i don't have really i don't have a picture i don't have any other elaborate details on that but you know, you, you're going to remember when Gary Coleman hands you a puppy, especially at the height of different strokes fames. So uh, that happened to me at Hawthorne Malls in uh, Vernon Hills, Illinois. But a lot of my uh, mall memories came from when I had moved from the Chicago area to Mississippi. Uh-huh. And so we mentioned, uh, Bradley mentioned in his mailbag to us about Metro Center. So uh, why don't you give them a little play of the Metro Center ad. All right. The center of it all, Metro Center. 
to conserve the environment as Metro Center presents the musical The Jetsons Cosmic Cleanup this Saturday at 11, 12, 32, and 3.30 in Center Court. The center of it all, Metro Center. Didn't you like how on that ad they ended it with like nightmare fuel of that girl eating an ice cream cone? It was like... <laughs> also, the Jetsons and Flintstones thing was like a weird thing to be thrown into. Yeah, frightening. So if... I mentioned Metro Center Mall briefly on the last uh, episode of the podcast because that's the mall. It was in Jackson, Mississippi. That's where Richard Simmons came oh, yeah. to film one of his Sweat to the Oldies. Mm. Um, I didn't go. I don't remember that. But I remember that center area of the mall because that's where I played. Uh, sorry, not played. That's where a lot of choral concerts were as a kid. Mm. Like in school, you remember the chorus. And you'd go and perform in the mall food court. And that was a great day because afterwards you'd get to just run around the mall and eat food and shop for like half the afternoon of school. I mean, it was it was amazing. Did you ever do that? Did you ever do school performances or anything like that in a mall? We never had school performances in a mall that I can remember. But I, I do remember like any, uh, when, you know, sometimes we would come up to Atlanta uh, from at, when I was living in Alabama and go to like the Shakespeare festival or something like that. Uh, and we would always stop at a mall and, you know, this was like, you know, the, Oh man, what's the hologram arcade game? Uh, Holiseum. Yeah. With the uh, cowboy or whatever, <laughs> whatever mall it was in the, in Atlanta, they had, we would always go there and they had that game. And I was, I was just always all over that game. I love that game. Right. I, I guess I didn't love the game. I just thought it was so cool that you're playing a hologram. So you don't love it enough to remember the name, but you loved no. it pretty good. <laughs> I know that there was, it's, it's dragon's lair, but with cowboys and mummies and, and some guy with a chainsaw that would run in with a chainsaw over his head. Uh, so I, uh, I, I, um, I always thought that game was really cool and way too expensive. So, uh, this mall, I, I mean, it's probably nondescript for most people. It just, it's totally just tied to my memories as being, as being spectacular. Mm. You can look at it on, there's a video, really weird. There's a video from 1991 or 1992 where some British couple <laughs> is going around <laughs> filming their trip to Metro Center Mall in Jackson, Mississippi. So Google that on YouTube and you can kind of see what it was like in, in the early nineties. But, uh, I remember they had a, a bulk candy store. And mm -hmm. so you'd go there and get, uh, you know, like candy by the pound, like gummy worms and gummy colas and stuff like that, giant jawbreakers. And then you'd go outside of the mall. It wasn't attached, but outside around the perimeter, they had a four screen movie theater. And uh, I think it eventually became like a discount theater because it was older. Yeah. And they always had a Return of the Jedi arcade machine in the lobby, which was pretty cool. That's cool. Um, so... In Jackson, Mississippi, there were two malls. Metro Center was the first mall. And then, you know, what happens is it gets run down a little bit. It gets a little little dilapidated. And then they build the new shiny thing out in a different part of town. Yeah, they, so, they, they have to sell that property for a profit uh -huh. so they can hide their tax uh, income in this new property. <laughs> yeah, and I, that might be what happened because uh, out in just the the next county over still jackson area but not technically jackson uh is 
North Park Mall. Mm. Now, North Park Mall, I don't really have uh, a lot of specific memories from that one. Um, but there's one giant one that rings a bell. Um, and that is the fact that we visited the uh, mall and sat on Santa's lap on the day that I proposed to my wife. So wow. if you're looking at this picture, it's a very young Preston and Brooke. Um, but we had dated since high school uh, for five years since we were in 10th grade. And so the reason we went to the mall to sit on Santa's lap was because before I went to propose um, to her in a very nice romantic gesture uh, overlooking a sunset, very, very cliched, but very meaningful. Before I did that, I'm a I'm a romantic at heart. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was we went and traced our footsteps of everywhere we went on our first date mm -hmm. and going to the mall. That mall was part of our first date. So I I full circled that ritual and took her to the mall and then later asked her to marry me. So That's, that is very romantic. Did you guys see yeah. Santa's lap the first date also? <laughs> no, did not. <laughs> but um, I, I wanted to find a way to sneak a picture to commemorate it. Um, and you know, this is before cell phone cameras and stuff. Right. So mm -hmm. that was a very subtle way for me to say, gotcha. And, um, we will be, let's see, we will be celebrating our 20th marriage anniversary next summer. So, wow. Hey, we may have been young, but we, I knew it when I found it. So well, that's good. Congratulations. In the future. Thanks man. So, uh, well, I don't have any, uh, romantic stories about, uh, malls. Uh, but I, I did like going to this particular mall when I was in third and fourth grade. When you visit the Winfrey Hotel at the River Chase Galleria, Alabama's only four diamond preferred hotel, you can expect the best of everything. The best of accommodations, the best of dining at Winston's, or the best of times in the high energy atmosphere of overtures. And only a lobby stroll away, the magnificent River Chase Galleria, Alabama's finest shopping center, the Winfrey Hotel. Expect the best. Man, that commercial is almost like someone in Hollywood made it today <laughs> to mimic something that was original back then. It is yeah. the music in the background. Uh -huh. It's the, the, the way he uh, pronounces his announcements just mm -hmm. so. Oh my gosh, that's choice. I, I hate but so it is the mall. Yeah, yeah, that mall is 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 not as amazing as it was when I was a kid. Uh, but unfortunately, I could not find any commercials for that mall. Uh, so I I lived in Vestavia Hills in third and fourth grade, and um, there were uh, two malls that we went to, but this was the one that we primarily went to, and um, basically, uh, I have a couple memories of this mall. Uh, one of them being um, in third and fourth grade, my favorite movie, I would watch it every single day when I got home from school, uh, was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> and it must have been, what, the 20th, the 20th anniversary maybe? Or something. There, there had to be some kind of reason that it was starting to get popular again. Um, because I, I specifically remember like uh, the poster I bought was like the lips, you know, and it said the Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
And uh, so I went and it was, it must've been a Spencer's or something. It was a store like that, but I bought um, that, that Rocky Art Picture Show poster. And I bought this really awesome magnetic earring uh, that, that was a like, cross <laughs> on a chain. <laughs> so, I definitely had a magnetic <laughs> earring too at one point in my life. You know, I don't know. Um, I know my mom listens to this podcast. I don't know if I've ever told her this story, uh, but when I was in third or fourth grade, uh, I went to my friend's uh, house and I pierced my ear with a safety pin. Like oh I put gosh. ice on it for a while and then I held it and like dug the safety pin in. Oh and I stole gosh. one of her like giant hoop earrings and I stuck it in my ear. And uh, that night <laughs> I took it out when I went to bed because I had a babysitter that night. <laughs> and I took it out when I went to bed and I didn't know it would heal up. And so the next morning I went to put this earring back in and it hurt so bad because my ear was so infected. I was like, ah, ah, I can't put this back in my ear. So then I went with the magnetic earring because it was easier. <laughs> so it didn't just, hurt because it was infected it hurt because it tried to grow back yeah it, it, who who thinks that that happens uh, <laughs> like definitely not up? brian in third grade with his giant pirate earring <laughs> it would have been awesome if i just kept wearing that earring oh um, my gosh but yeah the magnetic one was way better so uh there the I, i'm pretty sure that the arcade in that mall at the time was an aladdin's castle also because i i know that there was a mall that i frequented uh, that had um, an Aladdin's castle in it, and it would have probably been that time. Hey, if you're from that area and you remember, because I, I I know that there's people that that listen to this podcast or um, that uh, listen from that area, uh, you know, let me know because uh, I I'm pretty sure it was Aladdin's castle, but I could have been wrong. Nowadays, that mall has one of the best arcades in it, Bumper Nets. Yeah. So um, I was lucky enough a, a couple years ago. I had a uh, I had a um, a work meeting in that area. And, um, so I, I drove by my old house and it's crazy. Like how developed that whole area is because I was like, Oh, right. oh dude, I used to ride my bike down this hill and all this stuff. And then like, I almost didn't recognize my neighborhood because the houses were all different now, but I did find the house that I lived in. Uh, yeah. Good. Plug for that mall. Uh, a plug oh. for that mall arcade bumper nets. They have tons of brand new pinball machines. Mm -hmm. They even have like multiple locations within the same little alcove. So they took over multiple stores. They were doing so well. Yeah. And something interesting is the guy that runs it named Homer. Um, I don't know what level he competed at, but I want to say like he's like an Olympic caliber ping pong player or table mm -hmm. tennis player. Yeah. And so uh, they have table tennis tournaments in there um, and a pretty big following for that. So. It's pretty unique. You don't see yeah. that in an arcade very often, but yeah. they're they're not just an arcade. They're a home game room sales, so they kind of make that happen. But very cool place to check out if you're going through Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, and they um they have like a lot of tournaments and stuff there. Uh, a lot of like tournament level players play there, and I was pretty stoked because that that weekend that or it was a couple of days I was there. I put I got a grand champion on one of their games, so. I don't know if they reset it every night, but I was really happy with myself. Well, the first. Uh, pinball tournament i ever competed in was at bumper nets i went there to play in the tron legacy launch party tournament mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i came in top three i think yeah and that was the first thing i ever did and so you better believe that that thing set me on fire for <laughs> competitive pinball i was like man i'm that good when really i was mostly just lucky but um it was very fun and i actually ended up buying one of those pinball machines so that was really cool yeah, so uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your next mall? So my next mall is the Oxford Mall. And that is in Oxford, Mississippi. That's a mall that I frequented when I was 
in college there. And uh, Brian is showing on our YouTube channel right now uh, the Oxford Mall sign with the sign for Cine 4 and the little marquee there that I changed weekly as an employee of the Cine 4, which was a United Artists Theater. It was uh, a four-screen movie theater, and it was attached. It was like inside the mall. You could either... Uh, the exit doors were outside the mall, um, but you come just inside the entrance and go to the right, and uh, they had... That's where you came into the box office and so forth. So uh, you can come back to me, Brian. And so uh, they had... Uh, an arcade across the way mm -hmm. at the very end of the mall they had a Walmart attached um, and a JCPenney and um, some specific memories from that mall would have to be the fact that they had they didn't have a food court it was a very small mall okay uh -huh. but because um, Oxford Mississippi was is not a very big town um, and especially not back in 1999 or whenever I was there um, but they had one food eating place. You could eat at Corn Dog Seven. Okay. And Corn Dog Seven, um, I would not recommend eating there. Don't worry, it's no longer in service. You don't have to worry about it. But I learned from employees who had two jobs. They worked at the movie theater with me, but they also worked at Corn Dog Seven. Um, that at the end of the day, the unused corn dogs. Um, they would strip off the cornmeal and freeze the hot dog again to be redipped and reconstituted the next day. Well, at first I was like, no, that is a bad thing. And I'm sure that probably should still be the reaction. But hot dogs are already cooked But when you get them, right? So, like, let's say you buy a pack of hot dogs. They're already cooked. Like, you can just eat them straight out of the pack and then drink the hot dog juice. <laughs> what what what, what? <laughs> I, I so i don't i don't ever remember drinking hot dog juice but when i was a kid i used to love getting like we always had packs of hot dogs and i'll just grab hot dogs out of the, out of the fridge you don't, you don't someone who doesn't remember drinking hot dog juice does not just offer up the option of drinking the hot dog juice i feel like i could i feel like there has to be some oh. kind of special drink uh like oh. you know how there's picklebacks and stuff like that there's uh -huh. got to be a hot dog juice drink Hey, not, the market's right. You got to, yeah, you got to get in on that, dude, at the ground level. You heard it here first. Brian's coming <laughs> up with a hot dog juice concoction. I'll have to make a hot dog company just so I can make the juice. So, mm, mm. so, so many, so many memories from that arcade. Uh, sorry, from that mall. Uh, I got arcade stories. It's where I got my first arcade. Blah 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 blah. I'll talk about this some other time, or I already have. Who knows? My well is only so deep, but but uh, a lot of memories there. But what I haven't talked about before is the ghost of Cine 4, okay? So Brian's showing a picture right now of uh, the theater that I worked in. Um, it did not look like that when I worked there. <laughs> Some manager. <laughs> this, is, this is just a couple years ago when I went to back to visit, and it had been closed for many years, and I peered through the window, and I took a shot of it it's like the ceiling tiles are falling in and stuff um but it does give you a good vibe for, for a ghost story and um two funny things is one there's supposedly a ghost in this four screen movie theater mm -hmm. i had heard rumors coming in and we had uh, a guy that worked there 
that was um, very superstitious and very animated, and he was fun to fun to joke around with. You know, we're there after hours and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the history, uh, one of the perks of working at the movie theater, if you can call it a perk, if you're not having to work, is on Thursday nights the people who did have to work, uh, the projectionist, the manager, would put the movie together and screen it for um, anybody who worked there and a guest because we had to watch to make sure we had put the reels together in the right order right? Um, so that we didn't actually, when we showed it on Friday, it wasn't backwards or flipped or upside down. Um, so anyway, Courtney was the guy's name. We had him convinced that the, the ghost was running afoul. And so when he was out there running, threading the projector, we would go just below the theater and toss our keys at the wall right below the viewing porthole. Right. And so he'd hear this loud bang, and then we'd run, 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 run back down to the concession stand. So when he freaked out and ran downstairs, he, he would find us just casually, what are you talking about, a noise? What's going on there? Um, and so that was... We had many fun times with him doing that. But when you're having to be the boss, you know, a lot of times employees, um, you know, you have to take over for employees. You have to pull up your bootstraps and, and fill in where needed or, it, the, you know, the buck stops with you. Right. So there were several times where people couldn't stay on Thursday night and I was the projectionist and the manager and so I solo alone had to um, stay behind and preview a movie at two in the morning. Now it didn't happen this time, but I will say one of the creepiest experiences was having to show, having to screen What Lies Beneath uh-huh. by myself. That ghost movie with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer, yep. super creepy. I, oh my gosh, not a pleasant experience. But one time I was closing up at night. And the way the movie theater was structured up top was we just had four bays all in a line. So it was like a a rectangular room all the way down. And each projector had a light that was um, kind of just near the projector so that even when the movie theater is dark and and the room is dark, you could turn on the little lamp, little light bulb to see what you're doing to thread the the projector. Mm. Well, anyway... The one on the very end was still on, and I could see what looked like a shadowy figure back there. This like two in the morning, and I was about to go turn it off because you have to turn all the lights off, of course. About to go turn it off when it turned off itself, and I was pushed down the stairs. Wow! So I don't know what it was. Believe in ghosts, believe or don't believe. All I know is that there was something, mm-hmm. there was a light that turned off by itself, and then I was falling down the stairs. So I hightailed it out of there um, that night, but I went back to work the next day. So it's all Not, all good. Anything else ever happened after that? Not that I remember, okay. but uh, you better believe I made sure to schedule extra folks on those <laughs> Thursday nights. Well... I never had anything exciting like that happen. Uh, and I've had a couple jobs in different malls. Uh, I've had employees that swear there's ghosts because 
when I worked at Journeys, maybe shoes fell off the wall or stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the next mall that I worked at, or I'm sorry, the next mall I'm going to talk about is actually a mall that I worked at also. Um, but it's the Wiregrass Commons Mall in, um, oh, that's not the right. <laughs> it's the Wiregrass Commons Mall in, uh, in Dothan, Alabama. And so this is <laughs> this video that I'm going to play is is from like 1995, I think. And oh, this is word. a um, this is they filmed this TV show in uh, at the mall in the food court, and so you're going to get to see the food court from that time period. But uh, you know, uh, I lived in uh, in this area from sixth to ninth grade, and um, the mall uh, had a Diamond Gems arcade in this food court. Uh, and the um, it was really cool because uh, they had I don't know if all Diamond Gems did this because you said you had one also so maybe at some point they had a you maybe you can chime in and let me know if they did it but this Diamond Gems had like these TVs in the windows that were hooked up to arcade games so you could watch people playing arcade games uh, when you were walking by and stuff like that did you guys have that I don't think I did uh, no. I don't recall that I remember other places where it had a tv on top of a game yeah but i don't remember it um i don't know bradley listener could <laughs> could probably tell me about diamond gens more than i remember but not not me that might be unique to you oh look at those people oh my gosh dance party <laughs> yeah so this, this is basically like a soul train uh, tv show that took place in the food court and it's funny because you know i have not been back to this town in a very long time but where that camera is showing is actually where the current arcade was last time I worked there, one of my friends worked there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Diamond Are Gems, you in this video? Are you I'm dancing not, right there? That... No, I'm not in this video. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 all these people are older than me. This is like 95, so I would have been. Oh, my gosh. Know, I would have been younger. Dude, um, Roger, they're doing the Roger Rabbit over there. <laughs> that guy's shocked. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, so I, um, later on in my life, I moved back to Dothan for, for a little bit, and um, I worked in a Walden Books in this mall at a Journey's. And then there is this helicopter stand uh, that I worked at for one uh, one holiday season. Um, but yeah, this this mall, um, I have a tape where uh, me and one of my friends went to this mall and like we basically just hung out on journeys though um, because we uh, we didn't have a phone, a cell phone at the time, and so we used the journeys phone because we knew everybody that worked there, and we would call all of our friends and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" Blah blah blah. Uh, so there's no, not really any good shots of the mall. There's more shots of the mall in this video. Plus this video is way more entertaining than, than my video. Yeah. So. And you don't want to just watch our faces. Look at this. <laughs> this is crazy. So, uh, if you get a chance, you should check out this video on YouTube. It's pretty good. So, um, but yeah, so Wiregrass Commons, uh, it's a, it's a okay mall and, uh, it'd be cool to go back. I know, I know Dothan has grown up a lot since last time I was there. And so it'd be interesting to see like what this mall looks like so. so you you worked a bunch of jobs back then yeah what was your favorite mall job because oh. i actually had a mall job i didn't talk about it i forgot oh my gosh i was so focused on telling my engagement story i i forgot to mention that i actually worked at county seat in north park mall um for a couple of couple of years there what's county seat it's like it's a closed store okay like an old navy less it's like cheaper than the gap yeah but you know, a little uh, lamer. For that particular mall, um, my favorite job was probably Walden Books. Uh, you know, I had, I had looking back, I had bad manager um, or bad managers, manager, and I guess they had an assistant because there was never management on duty when I worked. It was me and another part-timer. 
Uh-huh. And um, so I like this. We were both hired at the same time. And this part timer uh, was would always boss me around and stuff. And I was like, I, I, it made me mad. And my friend came and visited one time and I was like, hey, let's go to the food court. And uh, we went to the food court and I was like, man, I'm just so over this. I'm just done. And uh, she had like asked for us to get like I was getting me something to drink. And then she said, hey, get me a Dr. Pepper. And I was like, OK. And so I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm leaving. And my friend was like, really? And I said, yeah. And I said, why don't you here? Go give this to her. Give her her drink because she paid for it. Uh, but I'm leaving. And so he gave her the drink and I left. And then I went back to get my last paycheck. And my boss said, what happened? And I said, you keep scheduling with this girl. We're both part-timers and she keeps bossing me around like she's my boss and she's not. And it's just driving me crazy. Like she doesn't do anything. She just sits behind the counter all day long looking at magazines while I'm doing stuff. And she's like, okay, we won't, we won't schedule you guys together again. I was like, okay, fine. And so, um, so the very next time that they scheduled us, she scheduled us together and the same thing. And so the same thing happened. Me and me and my friend went to the food court, but this time I spit in her drink. Oh my God. And then I let him take it to her and then we left. And then, uh, when when I moved away for a while, I went and managed some stores and I came back and was working at the helicopter stand, which was right in front of Walden books. And that lady still managed it. And she was walking by one day and she was like, Oh my God, I didn't know you were back in town. And I was like, Oh yeah. She's like, why didn't you come talk to me? And I was like, well, I, I mean, I walked out twice. I figured you weren't going to hire me back. And she was like, no, you were a great worker. I would have I hired you back. <laughs> so That's funny. Uh, yeah. uh, so of those stores that you mentioned, Walden Books has the most interest to me. Do you remember any particular employee discounts or anything like that with Walden Books? Do you think you got um, one? Yeah, I'm sure we did. I don't remember. Uh, I remember it was not an employee discount, but we had a contest one time for like a box of Stephen King books and my uh-huh. mom won somehow. So that oh, was, that was serious. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. It worked out in her favor. Wow. How lucky. That's uh, great. I'm sure it was probably like 10, 15%. Actually with it being print, it was probably 20%. I'm willing to bet it was a 20% discount. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's one of the stores that I, I definitely wish were still around. I love going to bookstores uh, in malls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, are you finished with your mall? I'm done with my mall. All right. I've got one last mall okay. that I'm going to talk about. And it's pretty unique because I've actually visited a fictional mall. I visited star court mall, you know, from stranger things. <laughs> That's right. So if you don't know, Brian and I live in the Atlanta area and stranger things is filmed in the Atlanta area. So Starcourt Mall is actually a retrofitted mall um, called Gwinnett Place Mall in Duluth, Georgia. And it's on my way home from work. And I heard that they were filming one day. And so I went out there. Well, this is actually a different picture. Oh. Um, but uh, the uh, – so the, the pictures Brian's showing now are from another movie shoot. Oh, because yeah. Atlanta is a movie capital. So um, we can maybe come back to those. But uh, the Starcourt Mall had one whole wing. Um, you know like, you know how malls are set up. Most of them, they have like a main track that's super long. And then they have like little wings that offshoot where there are a gathering of stores and maybe another little anchor or something. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this mall was set up where they had one entire wing closed off. That was the food court. And then they also had an upper level with stores that they just completely pulled out of the 80s. 
They had storefronts completely done to look like Spencer's Gifts, Wicks and Sticks, um, Radio Shack. And not only were the outsides um, themed, but they also had, you could see product on the inside set up to look like a true mall. And heck, I mean, you guys see what I'm talking about because you've watched Stranger Things season three. Um, but it was cool to be able to see it in action. And it was so exciting because one, I love Stranger Things. So to see a preview of part three before it came out, and um, they even had uh, the 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 star court that you're seeing right there. That's the back of a map um, that they, I mean, like they decorated and detailed so precisely that they had a map that had vintage stores on it. I mean, no one's going to see that on the movies uh, on on Netflix, but they were um, so detailed you could actually zoom in and read all the different stores that were in Starcourt Mall. And they're all real stores uh, that existed back in the day. Very cool to see. Um, we didn't see any of the stars filming, but you could see where they were filming and how the uh, you know the cameras were set up. And then they had a lot of extras. So we walked by the extra pool and they had, um, you know, all the extras were decked out in like Adidas gear and short, 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 shorts and um, 80s hairstyles and stuff a lot of the a lot of the extras had to agree to get their hair cut or style to be like 80s so it was pretty cool um the other pictures that brian was showing was from another mall that i wanted to show which were pretty cool it's from north to cab mall they were filming uh rl stein's fear street there and they had two specific stores music land i took a picture in front of it because music land like i mentioned is one of the music stores i grew up going to in the mall and then they had this b dalton bookseller store that was so pitch perfect um it's kind of hard to see in that picture but off to the sides um you could see that they had they were promoting stephen king and john grisham you know books that would be out at the time and here's the inside view of what that store looked like like they didn't just make sure the fronts were good they made sure the whole store was decked out um, with props and replicas and stuff so you know even though i can go to a mall now there's a couple of malls that are still pretty thriving where we are. Um, going back to a place like that where you actually get to see those stores that are no longer there, um, it was a really, really cool, uh, a really cool, cool time to get to see that. You know, uh, going back to the mall that Stranger Things was filmed in, uh -huh. you know, in real life, do you know what the best thing about that mall is? What? There's, there's nobody there? You no. can murder somebody? The steamed what? dumplings from Mega Mart or Super H Mart. No, Mega Mart. I think it's Mega Mart, isn't it? Right? Yeah. I think that mall is actually closing for real though. Like I don't well, think I, don't, I think it's on its last leg. Mega Mart's not gonna close. No. That place is always super busy. Dude, you can get two giant steamed dumplings for just like three dollars. And I have eaten in that food court that Stranger Things was filmed in where the, the part where the car gets like thrown into the um into one of the places in the food court. I actually uh -huh. had to, cause I didn't get any napkins from, from, for when I got my dumplings. And, um, so I had to like jump one of the counters cause there's only like one Chinese rest like place in that food court and the rest of them are, are normally all empty. And so I had to like jump the counter and like, there was still luckily paper towels in, in that place. But, um, man, those dumplings, I will drive, you know, you know me, I drive far distances just for some food. <laughs> uh, every time I'm in that area, I stop by that place and get some of that. Well, if it's still that. open, I'll definitely have to check it out. But okay. what I don't know about is like they had that, let's say this mall is going under. Cause I think I read that it was, it was closing for yeah. real. 
I don't know why, one, they didn't just keep that wing open and open it up as like as an attraction. I mean, even the studio could make money off of it because people would come in droves to to experience that old school mall feel. Plus, they just filmed Stranger Things there. So like, you know, the the mall should have tried to buy that out and be like, hey, we'll just keep this stuff. Here's however many dollars. Somebody told me and, and I don't know how well. So last episode, I didn't know if any of that stuff about um, Richard Simmons was true, but most of it was. So uh-huh. this time, I don't know if any of this stuff is true either, but I'm going to assume it is because I was right last time. Uh, so somebody told me that um, they basically left the food court and like when they got done shooting, they didn't clean it up. They just left it all like oh, no. and stuff. And because probably like that was probably like part of their contract was that they didn't have to clean it up, you know, just to save on labor and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I could see that it, that's like now they have like these big fence gates there with like um, plastic, black plastic all over them. And uh, you can like peek in, but you like you can't really. I, I was I would have jumped it and gotten in there, but I was I don't know. I was kind of nervous because I assumed that they probably keep an eye on that stuff. Well, I was going to say that if the mall does close, what they should do, especially for here in the Atlanta area, the movie studio should just buy the whole dang mall and turn it into a a shooting studio, you know, because you can clear out a huge anchor store and make that into a soundstage. Then you can keep these little offshoot segments to be sets. Uh, You got built in mall, uh, you know, scenery, of course, already. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Why am I not in charge of things here? Yeah, you know, the the thing that killed that mall originally was because, um, you know, you have, now it's called Sugarloaf Mills, which is right down the road from that mall, but when they opened up Mall of Georgia, that's that's what killed that mall, because it's only like two or three exits up, and yeah. it's the biggest mall in the southeast, and so, um, but yeah, that's what, that's what killed that mall originally, so. Yeah, well, malls are dying for the most part, but there are some that are still living, and like I said at the top of the show, we always have our memories to fall back on. My favorite memory is just tied to my – it's tied to smell. Right when you walk into a mall, mm. you smell a little bit of chlorine from a water feature, maybe a fountain, maybe a waterfall. And then you smell a little bit of either Cinnabon or Aunt Annie's pretzels going. Yep. Oh, my gosh. It takes me back. It takes me right back. I just love the feel of it. Like, like when I was younger, I loved working in malls because – um, I always considered it kind of like being in a school, like each store is its own classroom. And then like you have the food court, which is the cafeteria, because uh, if you, you know, if you're working on the mall, you get there before it opens, like usually Chick-fil-A would open up to feed all the employees, uh, you know, to make all that money from everybody coming in early. And so you'd walk by the food court and everybody would be sitting there eating Chick-fil-A in the morning and then, uh, you know, go open your store and stuff like that. I loved, loved working in the mall. That was my favorite. Yep. Uh, my grandmother, she was a member of the Silver Sneakers Club. <laughs> she would go walk the mall every day. And I sometimes wonder, you know, if maybe George Romero isn't right. And after we're all gone and turned into zombies, that we just go about our routines and go back to the places that are familiar that we once loved. Mm-hmm. So when the zombie apocalypse happens, Brian, you can look for me at the mall. Oh, cool. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, whether it's on the uh, on a podcast or on YouTube. Um, so if you could do us a huge favor, 
you're on YouTube, smash that like button and subscribe. <laughs> if you're on a podcast, uh, you know, uh, subscribe to it on there and leave some feedback. Uh, leave some feedback on YouTube also. Uh, just let us know how we're doing. What are your favorite memories about malls? Um, you know, maybe if you have some ideas for some shows, shoot them to us. And, uh, you know, we can we can take a look at that. And it's, it's always great hearing back from people. You know, I practice what I preach today. Yeah. I always talk about leaving a review. Let us know how we're doing. I went and I direct messaged a handful of podcasts that I listened to their creators. And I just told them, thank you so much for what you're doing, what I love about the show. And I just gave them uh, a big thanks because I know how cool it is to receive positive feedback. So if you like what we're doing, yeah, we really love hearing that. Or if we can do something better, let us know that too. Um, I'm Squared Stiff on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me there. You can email the show at waybackattackshow at gmail.com. And Brian is at B.E. Grantham at Twitter. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Let's do it again next week. Yes, definitely. And uh, you can also find the show at wayback uh, underscore attack. So, um, you know, like I said, hit us up. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors, since you can't go anywhere, and let them know. Let them know George is opening up. And if you want to go to the mall, there's plenty of malls open here. So uh, thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.